from 99.9 The Fan. This is The Drive with Tim Donnelly. Sponsored by Coach Pete at Capital Financial Advisory Group. Visit us at CapitalFinancialUSA.com. Alongside Joe Giglio, I'm Joe Ovias. Do we have Spygate Part 2? Electric Boogaloo? Speaking of twos, will we get to 62 with Aaron Judge now that he's hit 61? And what does that mean for our college football coverage this weekend? Are we going to have to deal with split boxes again? Wouldn't that just be peachy if you're a state fan watching Clemson and you know, oh, NC State could win. Oh, but we got to go to Aaron Judge for the chase for 62. Let's log on to the internet, shall we? It's brought to you by Geico. You got a choice of ways that you can save on car insurance. Call 1 800 947 Auto. Go online to geico.com or stop by the Geico office nearest you. Let's get it. Joe, do you remember when Sports Illustrated was a proper magazine and publication? <laughs> it was a long time ago, but yes. They had a weekly feature called This Week's Sign of the Apocalypse. It was one of my oh, favorite yeah. things that they did. Yeah. If it still existed, I would submit to you today Air Force football? Cheating? For what? <laughs> Why? The NCAA, Joe, in their infinite wisdom, has placed Air Force football on probation for two years for recruiting violations committed during the COVID-19, air quotes, dead periods. End air quotes. Wait, 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 wait. How old is this? This is from 2020. Yeah. When Air Force apparently had some illegal visits and contact during the dead period. Man, it's COVID, man. Of all of the things for the NCAA to be worried about. Right. I mean, I, th- I thought all rules were, were thrown out the window anyway with COVID, but okay. <laughs> so apparently there's only there's, there's no postseason ban here. Uh, it's just a fine, which is unspecified. All of this is reporting by um, Action Network, which means it's Brett McMurphy. So recruiting restrictions include a total of 46 official visits over the next two years, and then a ban on unofficial visits, Joe. Yada, 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 yada. But the NCAA coming down on Air Force football. Ooh. How dare they right. have recruits on campus during a dead period? All right. Next, though. One, two, three, Shout out to Coolio. Well done, guys. According to Barry Jackson of the Miami Herald, NFL security is investigating whether someone has been filming the Dolphins' practice ahead of tonight's game against Cincinnati. Uh, There are rules against teams spying on other teams. We're not quite sure who was doing it. Tom Pelissero of NFL Media pointing out that the Dolphins got hip to it, so they started running fake plays while they were practicing at Cincinnati Bearcats' Where they play, where they, where the Cincinnati Bearcats play at Nippert Stadium, before taking on the Bengals tonight, and Palacero pointing out that Mike McDaniel, sometimes we can go a little too far in the oh my goodness, this guy's a young genius. Apparently, McDaniel understood. I mean, he's got a, it's <laughs> I mean, a very good start. How are you going to argue with the start? I'm here. just saying. But you know me. Sometimes we can go a little too far. Yeah. And that apparently McDaniel was running plays with 12 players on the field to throw people off ahead of tonight's game against the Bengals. This is where, as you like to point out, football coaches might do a little overthinking. Just a little. Just a smidge, right? Yeah, I mean, we, we have tape, bud. It's all good. Yeah, there's there's three weeks of games in the in the books. We kind of know what... what you Not know. that you're going to run everything, but I mean... I mean, will they run... We the, have a decent idea. Will they run the butt putt? 
If they could, they would. Yeah, maybe Same they result. Would. Hey, it worked out for them in the long run. But yeah, the Dolphins 3-0 taking on the Bengals, who showed some life last week tonight. The story, the story really is, can the Dolphins continue this hot start? And they've done it against tough teams. There's this... Little, I'm pushing back a little bit on what exactly the Dolphins have shown you, right? They've shown you a lot, given who they've beaten. Patriots, then we followed up with an incredible comeback against the Baltimore Ravens, and then we saw what happened in a gutted-out, gritty performance against the Buffalo Bills. The Bengals, with Joe Burrow, I still think are dangerous, regardless of their offensive line issues. I do think their offensive line issues will work themselves out as the season goes on. They did rework it, give it some time, still early. So the Dolphins, to me, I think are still in a little bit of a prove-it mode with a short turnaround on a Thursday night. Guess what? I know who won the uniform battle, though. Oh, the Bengals with those icy whites? The icy whites? Mm, Helmets, too. The white helmet's the thing that that seals the deal for me, man. It looks good. All right, next up. All rise, Joe, to greet your new home run king. The true. Oh, stop it. Home run king. Aaron Judge hit number 61 last night for the New York Yankees in their 8-3 to win over the Toronto Blue Jays. I'm sure we will hash and rehash some of your spicy takes when it comes to a Yankee star. But let me start with the postscript. There was a man who was in left field mm-hmm. right above the Blue Jays bullpen, had his glove. Mm-hmm. I'm going to say he's in his 30s. Sure. Okay. Home run ball comes tracking right at him, leans over just a little bit, has the glove out, a grown-ass man with a glove at a baseball game, okay? They're they're a special kind. Ball bounces off the glove, down into the Blue Jays' bullpen, and there goes that man's retirement fund, if you will. The kicker, his name, he is a man from Toronto Mm -hmm. who owns Italian restaurants in the greater Toronto area. The name of his restaurant is Terrazza. Okay. That sounds like an Italian restaurant. Yes. This man's name. And no, it is not his nom de guerre. Mm-hmm. Frankie Lasagna. Okay, I got a question. How does a man named Frankie Lasagna not own a franchise of Italian restaurants called Frankie Lasagna's? I, I, this is the part that I'm actually flummoxed by. I mean, at first, when I saw his name floated around today, I thought it was a Bob's Burger crossover with Fox. Wait, does, wait, does Jimmy Pesto have a cousin named Frankie Lasagna? Jimmy Pesto and Frankie Lasagna. I'm, I'm confused here, right? Anyway. Hustling delicious treats. So the dude, look, man, you win some, you lose some. But here's my question. It's 61. Right. It's the... One that tied the Roger Maris Yankees single season home run mark, the AL home run mark, not the one that broke it. So, wouldn't the next one be more valuable? I think they all are, but this is one of those I would sell it like for that reason, just sell it now yeah. on eBay. Yeah. Get it out there. Yeah, there's no, yeah, especially before we find out that Aaron Judge did something bad. There, and that's then, in play. And then that plummets because obviously look at what happened with Mark McGuire's ball and look what happened right. with Barry Bonds' ball. Who's to say that something doesn't happen with Aaron Judge? I don't know. I hope it doesn't. I'm just saying you never know because you're right. It could plummet after that. Speaking of the home run, Mark, this has been positioned as something that is historic. It is from the context of Yankees history. It is in the context of AL history. 
But some folks are trying to position this as baseball's new home run king. Here's Roger Maris Jr., who spoke to the media after Aaron Judge hit home run 61, tying his father's mark. And listen very, very carefully for the coded language. I think it means a lot, and it's not just for me. I think it means a lot for a lot of people, you know, that uh, he's clean, he's a oh. Yankee, he oh. plays the game the right way. Oh. And, uh, you Whoa. know, I think it gives people a chance that's a, that's to a look at somebody play. who, uh, you know, should be revered for hitting 62 home runs and not just as a, a guy who did it in the American League. He should be revered for, you know, being the actual single-season home run champ. I no. mean, that's really who he is if he hits 62. And uh, and I think that's what needs to happen. I think baseball needs to look at the yeah. records, and I think no, baseball don't. should do something. Actually, they don't have to do anything because Barry Bonds is the single-season home run king with 73 home runs. So did you catch the triple play there? He's clean. Who am I going to argue with Roger Maris Jr.? Right. He's he's clean. How do we know that? Did you test him? Did Roger Maris go, hey, 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 Aaron, can you pee in this before I go talk to the media? <laughs> do we know if he's clean? I don't know if he's clean. I make no assumptions. Okay? He's a Yankee. I'll give him that. I'll give him that. Because you know how Yankee feel, Yankee fans feel about mm. Yankee stuff. Yeah, okay? wait, just wait till he signs with the Mets next year. He won't be the true home run king anymore. Probably not. He's a bum after that. <laughs> totally get it. Totally get it. You say Mets, I say Dodgers, but that's the humor there. What did he say at the lot? He plays the game the right way. Oh, there's the bat signal for white guy. White guy. He plays the game the right way. White guy alert. He's, a, he's American. I mean. No, no, no. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. He's not a Latina. Right. Got it. Right. Because you got to remember, Latinos don't play the game the right no, way. They pimp those home runs, Joe. Can't do that. So there's no room, there's the just, just, just no room for that. There's just no room for that. So anyway, the, that whole thing, it just, it's, it's absolutely eye-rolling when I hear this stuff. And I just... Barry Bonds is the true home run king, okay? You can't undo it. You can't undo it. It happened. And you have to look at it through the lens of the Yankee stuff, okay? The Yankees position themselves in a way that makes everything magnified. I think everybody who plays for the Yankees ends up getting a Yankee boost, no okay. doubt. No argument about that. So if Derek Jeter was not a Yankee, he would not be revered as he is. I'm sorry. It's, and and I'm, if you even talk about the but, amount of World Series rings that were attached to it, it's still not going to play the same way. Okay, but if uh, let's just use your Kansas City Royals. Yes. They've, they've never won five titles Doesn't before. matter. If some random person led a team to five titles that have never, a franchise has never won? Does not matter. You don't think? Does not matter. Does not matter. So... The Yankee boost is very, very real here. Look, you can look at you can look at Jeter's stats even within the Yankees organization and understand he is not even a Mount Rushmore Yankee. He just happens to be the greatest Yankee tough, of your generation. It's a tough Mount Rushmore to get on now. Sir. It is. That's kind of the point. But yeah. he's elevated as this guy who is amongst them. And when statistically, he actually doesn't crack a lot of those great Yankee records doesn't that he people more revere. Hits than anyone who's ever played for the Yankees. Uh yeah. But also look at the amount of at bats it took oh. and the strikeouts and oh, the slugging dear. percentage and everything else. Like, do I got to go full baseball guy on you? <laughs> Because I will. I I will do I, that. Okay, there is a Yankee boost, but you as the Yankee hater 
as the tri-state area hater. Yes. I just... And this is the same you, thing that's happening with Aaron Judge. The same thing is happening right. with Aaron and it's, Judge. And it's, your same, it's in the same vein as your, your Bruce Springsteen hate as nah, well. Nah, nah. The Bruce Springsteen... It's in there too, nah, man. The, the, it's the, in there. The Bruce Springsteen hate to me is just basically he's just a more earnest Bon Jovi. That's all it is with, with Bruce Springsteen. That's all. And the Bruce Springsteen thing has more to do with a bunch of... Has a bunch has to do with a bunch of sports writers who like lose their freaking minds over Bruce Springsteen. That's all Most that is. Most of them are from the tri-state area. Okay, that's fine. Yeah. That's fine. You know, you don't you don't see me growing up in South Florida going like, hell yeah, Pitbull all the time. I mean, like, it's whatever. Bruce He's gotta have a little bit more more longevity, doesn't he? Pitbull has put yeah. out more hit records than Bruce Springsteen. Did he ever give you the feature on Timber with Kesha? Did, did, did Bruce do that? Oh, it's going down. No, he didn't. Did Bruce Springsteen ever do a collab with the Yin Yang Twins and Lil Jon? No. Did Mr. 305? Absolutely. Oh, I missed that one. Absolutely. Next Maybe up. you should rep Pitbull. Not Maybe, Maybe that should be your thing. Maybe I should. Maybe I should talk about, you know, the... And I can the, tell you how he's overrated. Maybe that'll be the case. All right, we'll, speak, we'll wrap the point here on, uh, on the Aaron Judge thing because it ties into this weekend. So he hit 61. Mm-hmm. It's not over yet. No, it's not. it's not over yet. He still has to hit 62, okay? Which gets us to this weekend in college football, and ESPN has absolutely called their shot that they are going to do cut-ins, which is weird because they didn't do cut-ins on Monday Night Football, but they are going to do cut-ins this weekend when it comes to home run 62. So I hope NC State fans really enjoy watching ABC on Saturday night. What time do the Yankees play this weekend? I don't have it in front of me. They could play earlier in the day. But the Yankees are playing at some point Saturday, right? So you know if he's still chasing 62 on Saturday night, NC State could be lining up for a game-winning right, field goal for all I know. Look what time do they is... play? <laughs> oh, my god! 105. Oh, is that 105? Yeah. Perfect. Oh, man. Perfect. So they're early. They're early. So it won't get in the way of the primetime games. Double earlies. Anyway, let's get to the top story of the day. The number one story of the day. We're number one. We're number one. Speaking of the Wolfpack, NC State head coach Dave Dorn will join us next. Quick note with the hurricane remnants coming through the Carolinas here relatively soon with a lot of rain starting up tomorrow. Uh, Wake County schools and Wake County schools have canceled classes tomorrow. You can check out more cancellations on WRL.com. Also, the weather coming through has postponed live action with Carolina basketball. Uh, the UNC-Virginia Tech game still taking place on Saturday, but Friday night's essentially midnight madness with Hubert Davis. That has been pushed back to October 7th. If you want to find out more about cancellations, closings, postponements, go to WREL.com. Joining us on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline, head coach, NC State. On another big game for Dave Dorn as they're getting ready to go to Death Valley to take on Clemson. Coach, how are you? Doing well. All right, so you like refreshing the weather apps, getting an idea of what Saturday is going to look like? It's changed a lot this week. Yeah, every day it changes a little bit. It's uh, trending in a good direction, seems like, so hopefully it'll stay on that course. I'm always fascinated by this from a coaching perspective. I mean, you know, Jillio and I can sit here and wonder out loud, you know, how does the rain affect things? You've been through this, uh, 2016, uh, with the remnants of Matthew and Notre Dame. How does, you know, when you start the week and you get an idea of what the weather might be like, how do you start planning for that? Um, 
you know, I think the biggest thing we have to do is focus on how to win, you know, and for us that's having a great week of preparation and practice and, you know, the the things that are out of our control, like the weather. You know, I told those guys on Tuesday, like, none of us are weathermen. Yeah. Let's just focus on playing. Let's expect it to be wet. Let's not be surprised when that happens. And mm-hmm. we'll have a plan. And the guys just locked in and went to work. And, you know, I think that's – you can't make it too different because it's not. It's still a football game. And, you know, we've been having success doing things the way we've been doing them and just focusing on improving. Dave Doran, head coach, NC State, joining us here on the OG. I guess to rephrase it is, look, everybody scripts things to go, uh, to start things out. I just didn't know if it was a situation of, oh, okay, there's a downpour. We might script things a little bit differently. Yeah, I mean, we have plays for if the weather turns into what Notre Dame was, we know how to manage that and what you know that looks like on our call sheet. We've practiced with wet balls. We spray the hands of the snappers and – you know, the punters and everybody out there that has to handle a ball. And so we go through those steps, yeah, for sure. But it wasn't, you know, 24-7. It's going to be soaking wet out here, you know. I mean, you got to prepare for it all. NC State coach Dave Doran joining us here on the Heaster Automotive Group Hotline. That's Jovius. I'm Joe Giglio. Dave, there's been a lot of things to like from your last two wins over Texas Tech and UConn. What have, what has stood out to you that you look at and go, you know, that's that's really going to help us this week against Clemson? Well, the way we took the ball away and, and pressured the quarterback in Texas Tech, um, that was a very good offense. And I thought the guys did a nice job on defense in that game. You know, offensively, I, I felt like we made a lot of improvements from game three to game four. Guys were catching the ball with, you know, a lot more confidence. There were contact catches. There was yards after the catch. There was a lot of yards after contact in the run game. I think each week we've kind of figured out a little bit better as coaches what we have to work with on that side of the ball because we've lost some some guys, not just to graduation, but Trent Penix being out was a big part of our offense as well. And So we're just kind of getting used to what we have and what we don't have, and, and I think the coaches are adjusting. One of the players that you have is linebacker Peyton Wilson. I, I thought the last two weeks he's looked like the old Peyton Wilson. What have you liked about what Peyton's done these last two weeks? Yeah. Yeah, he's playing confident. He's trusting, you know, the, the mental part of the game that you have to get over um, from an injury. There's some hurdles you have to, you know, kind of clear. And he's back to himself. He's playing carefree. He's playing fast. And, you know, I wouldn't say he's being reckless. I think he's he's physical, but he's very, very smart and active. And you can see his athleticism. I mean, that just jumps off the field to you. Dave Dorn, NC State head football coach, joining us here on the OG alongside Joe Giglio. I'm Joe Ovius. DJ Uyunglele is uh, getting a lot of discussion as to how he's developed so far this season, what we saw last week against Wake Forest. What have you seen from him versus how you played him last year and what you're seeing going into this, this week? Yeah, well, you know, he's done a nice job improving his accuracy. He's given his receivers a chance on deep balls, whereas last year he had a lot of overthrows. Uh, He's changed his body, you know, a slimmer version and seems more mobile, more comfortable, more confident. It's kind of what you'd expect from a first-year starter to a second-year starter. Dave Doran joining us here on the OG. And, Dave, I remember a conversation we had early in your tenure. I I mean, it might have been year two. And it was about Clemson, and you know you have to win those 50-50 balls, and you got to get a little bigger at receiver, you got to get a little bigger in the defensive backfield. 
when you look at your secondary now, your your confidence has to be through the roof. I think Dariq Pitts is a kid who doesn't get enough talked about him. Uh, Tanner Ingle obviously is a rock back there for you, and now we've seen Aiden White make the plays that he has in the last few weeks. Just your confidence level in this secondary and just how it's changed for you and how it's become a strength for you. Yeah, yeah, I think, you know, it's through a lot of tough years, you know. I mean, we, we've had several years here where we stopped to run well and couldn't defend, you know, some of these big receivers at Florida State and Clemson and Louisville and so on. Um, it's challenging, you know, and, and so it's not just the personnel. I think schematically what we're doing is helping those kids and, you know, giving them more looks on defense, making quarterbacks make more decisions after the snap, and then the skill set that some of these guys, you know, we've been able to recruit and develop. The guys you mentioned, and, and I, you know, I think Shy Battle and Cyrus Fagan, um, Jakeen Harris, Devin Boykin, Tyler Baker-Williams, all those guys kind of have learned how to play within this scheme, and they're playing really fast. Dave Dorn, NC State head football coach, we appreciate the time. It'll be an interesting one. Primetime top 10 matchup. You know, it's been a, it's been a year of, of upping the profile for NC State. I know it started the draft with you uh, talking to NFL folks, being on the, the draft coverage. Uh, now you got game day in Clemson talking up the program as well. It, this is just kind of like a it, – it's just a continuation of what you've been trying to build and, and more, more people kind of get an idea of what this season has been about for you and the program you built at NC State. Yeah, well, I'm glad it's getting the recognition, I, and a lot of people deserve. Um, it's been a lot of hard work that's gone into this thing, from coaches, players, staff. It's a great place. Um, Boo Corgan's done a tremendous job helping us, you know, and I think it's been a collective effort over a long period of time, and we've been close, you know, and so it's I think we're getting a lot out of a little at times, a lot more than people know, and. I'm proud of the progress, and I'm excited for the for the program, the university, and the city of Raleigh to get the recognition because it's a great place. All right, best of luck on Saturday. We'll talk to you later. Thanks for having me. Go Pack. At Wake Med MyCare 365, we deliver convenience others only talk about every day of the year. Primary care and urgent care under one roof. Multiple locations, virtual visits, walk-in or schedule an appointment online. From annual physicals and routine care to sinus infection, strep, or the flu, we couldn't be more convenient. Learn more about our kind of care and our kind of convenience at wakemed.org.